and welcome to Coffee and Catholics, a Catholic women's talk show podcast. I'm Stacy, one of your hosts, and with me I have... Hi, I'm Alicia. I'm Annie. And I'm Lauren. Hello, and welcome to Coffee and Catholics. This week we're going to be talking about confession and the feelings that we might have coming to confession or things that might come back up and those emotions and and wanting to go or not wanting to go or all the things. So I know that I've dealt with this quite a bit and for a long time of going to confession, coming out and like going, going in and I'll do an examine like as I'm waiting in line or on my way to the church and I'll have this idea of everything I want to pray, get into the confessional and I will, uh, or confess, get into the confessional and I will confess the things and many of sometimes I'll forget them. And I've been, you know, I'll say, you know, for these and all my sins, I am sorry. Um, you know, or I've, I've forgotten some of them, you know, I'm sorry for those too. And I receive absolution. And then when I come out, I'm thinking, oh, well, I didn't give this one tiny little detail about this one thing. Or I didn't, I, I didn't, you know, co- confess these other things. I didn't even think about it during my examine. And so, and this was kind of like a bigger sin or something. And so, you know, am I actually forgiven for that? And then as I'm doing my penance, I'm just thinking over and over in my head, like, I'm not actually, I I can't actually receive communion now. Mm -hmm. And that comes up for me almost every single time I go to confession. And uh, it's frustrating. (laughs) I've been learning more and more that those are... um, kind of intrusive thoughts for me that I have to deal with that I have to go you know like a thought is a thought let it go just because it's you know a thought that pops into my head or worry that pops in my head doesn't mean that it is reality that to you for having that interior dialogue with yourself like recognizing that that's really good I think I mean I think it's necessary because it's it is a it's a hindrance because then if I'm so scrupulous that I've confessed my sins, but then I don't actually think that I'm forgiven. One, it's not trusting God, right? It's not forgiving myself for the things that I've, you know, confessed that I ought to because Jesus demands that we forgive even ourselves. And three, like I'm keeping myself away from the Eucharist when he has called me to himself. And I am mm-hmm. essentially him saying no, because I'm so focused on myself. There it is. Mm-hmm. So. And I think that's the game. I think really that's the game with the enemy when it comes to how does he get his foot in the door of a confessional? Mm-hmm. Well, he's going to do it through thoughts like this. Mm-hmm. This is a place he's not welcome. This is a place where man and God become one again. And where God, man, God heals man in the confessional. And, you know, how is he going to get you? How is he going to keep that union from happening? That's his main goal. So I think that's what happens to us, is that a lot of these thoughts that come immediately after confession, and while you're doing penance for the sins you just confessed, they either need to be brought to God and left or ignored completely. And I know that's a bold statement, but I'm talking about in that moment when you've just confessed your sins and you're doing your penance, the enemy is trying to take your focus again, like you just said, mm-hmm. off of the Lord and receiving the Lord and put it back on you. Mm-hmm. That is a red flag. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also like understanding when you're going to confession, what is forgiven and what isn't. So if you're going to confession and you've forgotten something, like you've, yeah. you haven't, even if you've intended to confess this thing and you've forgotten to in the confessional, or it just wasn't something that came up when you were doing your exam, and so you forgot it at, at any point in time, you know, 
God knows your heart. He knows if you're contrite. He knows if you're truly sorry for your sin, and he will forgive you. You can take that to confession the next time. Well, but venial sin, you can go straight to Jesus himself. And I mean, from prayer. what I understand, yeah, and during the Mass. Or before, like yeah. when you're remembering this, yeah, are well, you doing your penance? Well, isn't there during the Mass, there's the, yeah. um, yeah. how does it, what, what is the prayer that? I confess to Almighty God, God and to you, my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So oh, okay, I thought there was a different one too. But anyways, yeah, so, and, and but knowing, knowing those, those are forgiven, right? It's when you go to confession and you're refusing to make the confession, right? Like you're too embarrassed, you're too ashamed, you're just, you know, you see the see the sin, you know it's a sin, but you don't really care for it, for possibly, and you purposefully leave that out of the confessional, that's when that sin mm-hmm. is not forgiven. Mm-hmm. So there is a clear distinction, I think, that, and this one thing that helped me to understand, and correct me if I'm wrong or I'm missing something, but that was for me when I learned more specifically what's, what's forgiven and what's not forgiven in the confessional, it helped me to kind of better understand, and like... Yeah. And it's not that God doesn't want to forgive us for those things. He wants desperately for us to come to him with those. So that he can heal us from those mm-hmm. patterns and wounds that are causing those sins to occur. Mm-hmm. But it's our choices that are, like, like if we're purposely, like, leaving that out. I know that um, something that I struggle with is, like, I will do like the examine beforehand that's like well i'm like waiting in line as quick as can be <laughs> like because we're like oh yeah we're going to confession today as a family this is the thing we're doing i forgot about it okay <laughs> um so i'm like going through my my confession uh examination of conscience um i love the one that lauren has like tuned me into from spiritualdirection.com which has the um it goes through the uh um, the seven deadly seven sins. deadly sins yeah i love that one and I'll, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, but the... The Beatitudes are a great start, too. There's yeah. some that are based on the Beatitudes. Yeah, but I'll be going through it, and I'm like, okay, i got to remember this, got to remember this, got to remember this. And then I'll go into the confessional, and I'll start confessing, and the priest will, like, interrupt me sometimes. Like, have yeah. you ever had it? And they're like, okay. So, and they'll, like, start, like, talking. And I don't feel like, sometimes I don't feel like I have gotten everything out mm-hmm. that I want to. Or... Or we'll get to the end and I'll realize, like, I'll have just completely forgotten something that I was, like, I really meant to do that. Like, I have it. And then, and then I get out and I'm, like, I never said that. <laughs> you know? And so it's, like, that same kind of thing. But it's, like, but in those, like, it always bothers me a little bit, like, when the priest, like, when I don't feel like I've gotten everything that I meant to say out. But it's not by my own fault. But there again, I mean, I feel like that's where, when you were sitting down to make this list, what are you wrote it down or you were saying it in your mind, you were bringing that to the Lord. You were okay. doing that examination with him, preparing to be to receive the grace to go and send out more once you released all that. If by no fault of your own, you weren't <laughs> able to use words to get it out, the words still went out. And if it's really bothering you, can we just go back again next week or something like that? Right. Well, that's what I've always been told is that if you if you're not able if you forgot something or maybe something like that happens that, it, that you know you, the priest was kind of <laughs> hurrying you along and like you know trying to because there's a bunch of people or whatever. So, yeah. Like I think every other time you go to confession, there's some sort of thing like this for all. Like of give us. me special confessions the are right before mass because yeah. they have to get ready for math yeah. so like yeah well, that, well that's what i'm saying is like the you know those are the kind of things that you know i've always been told just 
the next time you go to mass or go to confession, mm-hmm. just take those things yeah. to confession, put it out there. Because I think that Jesus does know, like we saying it out loud, getting it out to the priest, like it, there is healing in that yes, in and of itself. For sure. For I sure. think that that intention also has to be remembered when going to communion later, yeah. because mm-hmm. just because you did, you intended on saying it, and just because you have to wait till next week to to actually get it out. God already knows that the intention was there, so you should still be able to go to communion. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people say, oh, I can't go to communion now because I didn't get out and I have to wait another week. No, you should be able to still go to communion because the intention was there. The only unforgivable sin is the one you intentionally don't ask forgiveness for. So if your intention was to ask for forgiveness for that, mm-hmm. then the, it's already there. So mm-hmm. he knows. Yeah. And so, yeah. like you were saying earlier, you don't have to deny yourself Jesus's presence in the Eucharist if your intention was to be confessing those sins. Somebody described this to me once, and I use this picture a lot just in my own life, of this little toddler who drew this picture of a dinosaur, <laughs> you know, and it's not a dinosaur. It's a scribble-scrabble mess. And he's toddling up, and he's got, you know, Britches are falling down, his shoes are untied, and he's walking up to his daddy, and he's got his picture in his hand, and he's so proud of it. He did a really good job. You know, he did it right, and he's showing him, you know, this is what I drew. And the dad looks at the toddler and goes, ooh, well, you kind of got outside the lines there on that one. And then over here, this looks more like a Rorschach. It doesn't really look like a dinosaur. Let me turn that around. This conversation never happens <laughs> because the toddler running up to daddy with his heartfelt offering who is getting it wrong and it isn't working and it's not a dinosaur is still precious to God because the intention was there. He showed up, he brought it and he came to be healed. Find me a time in the gospels where somebody who rushed up and said, I just want to be healed, you know, was rejected because they weren't good enough. You know who was rejected in the gospel? Pharisees. People who keep <laughs> keep a checklist, keep you know everything they do right and everything they do wrong. And I'm not saying that you don't need to be earnest in preparing for confession. Please don't hear that, listeners. And I'm not even trying to like explain it all or whatever. I just feel like we have to hinge our bets on the mercy of God rather than our own abilities mm-hmm. in this. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I, I completely agree because I think it comes down to trusting God. We talked about that right at the beginning is if you're if you're going to confession and you're having doubts about whether or not, um, you know, your your sins were forgiven when you've already confessed them and gotten them out in the open, then it I think it, there is an element of not trusting God there. And you have to be able to recognize that and go oh well god is trustworthy actually and he is he is merciful and so even if i didn't do it perfectly if my intention was to confess everything and i did that that to the best of my ability then god's gonna have mercy on me because he that is what he is the bible tells us like you know that the Holy Spirit interprets, I don't remember that, you know, you know, I don't, I don't have these memories, but it interprets like our moanings and groans. groanings, groans and all that. Like he's, that's, that's his, that's one of his jobs as the Holy <laughs> Spirit is interpreting 
what we're saying to God and like, well, he's God too, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, But I, I hadn't ever thought about that in terms of confession before though. Like I've thought about that in my imperfect prayers and that he understands like those things that I say, but I hadn't interpreted that with confession before. And it just kind of like God brought that to my mind just now. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when Lauren was talking about this drawing, like this this dinosaur, you know, like this scribble. It's scribble. a dinosaur. Yeah, that. <laughs> what if, um, you threw me off. Mea <laughs> culpa. My fault. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it... Um, and that, like the drawing of the dinosaur, <laughs> um, and that there's like that's how my prayer, that's how my confession feels is just this like scribble, this like you know this tangle of am I doing, am I saying what I'm supposed to be saying? Am I, this the emotions, if I feel I'm not supposed to always just be trusting my feelings, but am I feeling right? Is this good? With the, am I just getting angry at the priest who's not actually giving me the good advice I was looking for in confession, as opposed to just could, you know, absolution. <laughs> I mean, the good part, but you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm like, I want a little more, but I know that's not what it's for. And so then they have those emotions going in. Well, the Holy Spirit takes that. And he's taking all of that and I'm still getting healed. And that's the important part. Because you're showing up and you're being in contact with God. That's where all the transformation takes place is contact. Not what that guy said or what you said, but the contact with that healer one thing we were talking about before we started recording tonight was how um when things that you've confessed come like those wounds that may have been with um but there's wounds there sometimes those bubble back up but that doesn't necessarily like wounds are not sins Mm -hmm. there are things that since annie had just mentioned healing they are things that you need healing for, not necessarily to go back to confession for, because you've already, like we've said several times, have been absolved of those sins. You've already taken them to confession. But that doesn't mean that those emotions aren't going to boil back up. Mm-hmm. And, and festering wounds that are not brought to Jesus will cause us to give in to our imperfections and to sin. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have a big fear of abandonment, just take a page out of my own life. Um, if that was something that was just rooted in you in childhood because of situations, you know, a parent left, someone wasn't there, you felt like a burden. These are really common feelings that people have wounds. Mm -hmm. When a wound is festering, it's going to cause you to see the world through the lens of that wound. And so that means that every time my husband doesn't come home when he says he's going to or doesn't give me the attention that I want if that wound is festering and I'm giving into it by playing in with my thoughts to it and allowing those thoughts to control me, I'm going to be suspicious, angry. I'm going to feel, I'm not going to see him the right way. And that will lead to sin and a broken relationship because I was hurt as a child and I'm not dealing with those wounds. And I really feel like this generation, what the Lord wants to do is heal us. I think he is desperate to heal us, to get us to a place where we can actually be free. I mean, how many of you actually feel free from your past? I can be honest with you. I have a lot of healing in my life. I still don't feel all the way free from it. 
I see it impact me all the time. And so I, you know, that's why we decided to do this is because we just wanted to know if you guys are struggling like this too with all this stuff, like stuff just keeps coming back or you confess a sin, but the pain that that confession starts continues to fester in your life. And we just wanted you guys to know that like we are dealing with this too. <laughs> so, And we all get to go to confession tomorrow. So we're all really excited about it. <laughs> Well, and I think that brings up another element of this is like, I think, we, you know, we talked about after a confession, any kind of like, you know, maybe scrupulosity or just, um, I don't know, not having, you know, proper faith in God and his mercy and stuff like that. But I think also like going to confession can be kind of a, a hard thing to do. Something that I was wondering about is as listening to you guys talk, the idea of someone saying, well, you don't trust God if it comes up again. And I kept thinking how that would feel in my heart to put that label on me, to be like, oh, you're thinking about that again? You don't trust God and how shaming that is. Mm -hmm. And I, because the the reality is that a lot of, that everyone in this room and, and probably most of the people that are listening are very much desperately trusting and trying to trust in God more and more in their life. And so to have that someone say that to you, well, if, if that comes up again in your mind or you're thinking about it, you just don't trust God for his love. I think that's a really oversimplified label. I think that trust is over and over and over again. And for a second, you don't trust him and then you surrender again. And then you find yourself questioning again and you surrender again. I don't know if any of us under that type of label trust God. I think trust is active and it moves with spiritual growth. And so if any of you are feeling that, just that weight of that, oh, I'm just not trusting God. I just pray that the Lord would release you from that and help you to see that trust is fluid and that it's daily and it's over and over again. It's beginning again, choosing to trust when you feel like you need to trust more. I don't know, I just feel like I needed to say that. Well, and then there's also sins that we do over and we have habitual yeah. sins. Mm-hmm. And those do need to be taken back each yes. time. Yes. It's just because you you confessed it once doesn't mean that. Great uh, point. Yeah. So like yeah. I mean if you're if having you, a sin struggle and yeah. active struggle. Yeah. So like if you commit the same sin yeah, over yeah. and over again, please continue to take mm-hmm. that to confession. Don't think that mm-hmm. he's ever that the priest is ever gonna get tired of hearing the same right. sin over and over again because I mean, they they don't want you to just start adding new sins just for variety's sake. Right. <laughs> yeah. Let me think about this new one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but well, I was t- you know one of the things I was trying to get to is that you don't have to take a sin back over and over again if you've already confessed it and you haven't re haven't done mm-hmm. that sin right. again. But I think you made a good point too. That if those emotions come up with that, like if there's a wound with that yeah, sin and they always. come back up, that they could cause other sins. Or we could have anger or something yeah. around. Um, I, I I know that I've taken a anger towards God to confession before oh, yeah. because I was struggling with something. Like, why, is, why am I struggling with this? Mm-hmm. And so I took that. You know, it, I'd already confessed the sin that went with it. Mm-hmm. But I was really upset that things hadn't, you know. I guess it turned out the way I was hoping it would, if that makes any sense. And like, mm-hmm. so I've taken those emotions and things to confession too, because sometimes the, you know, 
But if you are having a sin that keeps coming up, please do take that back to confession. Yeah, that's a festering wound yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. And that's what sin comes out of those wounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm I'm glad that you brought it up because I think I agree with you too that you know like it's if we what were you saying that if if we go to confession and then we are still feeling like icky. you know icky about it or whatever upset about it like you know um, and all of that then it could be the wound that's talking yeah. there or whatever. But and I. I didn't mean to say at all that like that just means that you just don't trust in God and there's a condemnation there. I think I think every one of us has heard that. I wasn't saying just what you were saying. That's what's taught to kids in Sunday school is when you have to trust the Lord for his forgiveness. And if you don't, then you don't trust God. And I just feel like that's really shit. Well, yeah, no, and I Which we did talk about that right before recording, because I was like, I have been taught this that if you if you confess a sin, it's forgiven, and you don't take that back. If, yeah. in, Which is true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, if it's a single instance, a specific thing, mm-hmm. yes, you. And if, but if, like you said, if there's icky stuff, yeah, yeah, that yeah, that there could be a wound there, and that, so so having kind of worrying about oh well, like you know, does God f- really forgive me here? Did I do the right thing? Did I do all of that? Like yeah, it can be like a trust issue with God. And that doesn't mean that you just are wholeheartedly not trusting God. There's just an instance there where you're not trusting him. And there could be just wounds that pop up that, you know, like this feels bad. Why does this feel so bad? If I'm not still in the wrong, then why does this feel so bad? That's a really good point. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And so I think that there could be a lot. Because I've one thing that I can't remember who said it. There is a, I think he's a saint. I don't know. Anyway, who said said something along the lines of that feelings don't reveal to us reality. Yeah. They reveal to us where our hearts are mm-hmm. or something like that. I just botched that, but they reveal to us where our hearts are. And so like, am I one, am I trusting God or, and, or, um, you know, do I, am I still living in this wound that the sin created? I, that, you know, the sin that I committed, that it created, or it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be important sometimes, like going back to what Stacy was saying about the, um, like when you have like habitual sin and what would, if you find yourself in those situations, I think it's, or I mean, we all do. I think that's where it's really important to have like a regular confessor. I know it can be more convenient sometimes to just kind of like church hop, but when you have your, you know, regular confessor you're going to, a lot of times they're able to pinpoint those things and help you, help you with further healing and to be able to to fight that temptation more if you're if you know that like you're going to and I think that that tends to be what some people who do have who have like different like sins that are like that are out of a out of habit tend to to find themselves doing is priest hopping um just because it's because they don't want to confess that embarrassing thing to another I've never done that (laughs) (laughs) well I mean it really is true that like the priests have heard everything Mm -hmm. and if you give them a chance I think that a lot of the time if you have a priest who is really doing his job well and he is you know praying yeah discerning Mm -hmm. listening to the Holy Spirit yeah and all of that yeah like I think that he and you know reaching for holiness and stuff and he's going to do his job properly and he's going to hear your confession that you think is just deplorable. Mm-hmm. And he's going to go, okay, you know, God loves you for coming here. And maybe mm-hmm. here's a little bit of advice and, like, not come at you with condemnation or judgment. And so, 
Because that's that's one thing, like going to confession. That is that can be a really, really scary thing. Um that I know like I've experienced where I'm like, I kind of do want to just like I know my priest knows my voice. And <laughs> if I confess this thing, he's gonna see me afterwards and I'm gonna have to like hide behind at and so he can't see me <laughs> or something. And so I just want to go to this other this other priest so that he doesn't know what I've done this before. But I've I yeah, I've have learned that. You know, if you have a good priest, like, he's not going to judge you. He's going to be there for you. He's going to do his job. He's going to be merciful to you as Jesus is merciful. And I had a priest friend who told me once, and I asked him about that. I was like, because, like, you know, you know who it is, right? Like, you get to know people's voices. And he's like, actually, I don't. And I pray to not. Yeah. I asked the Lord to just wipe my memory. I've had several priests tell me that they pray for, to forget what to the professions were. So and they he don't says he, he, he does not. Yeah. Remember, he when he steps out of that confessional. Oh, really? That makes me feel better. <laughs> <laughs> That's one priest. And I, yeah. you know, maybe that was just yeah, his charism, yeah. and he had just worked on that in his life or yeah. whatever. But I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's what they teach him in seminary. Yeah. But he said, no, I really, one of the things I do is I pray not to remember for this very reason, because I want you to feel comfortable with me and not feel like I'm going to like be like, ooh. Mm-hmm. And he said, but also because I love if you do these priests, this is their favorite thing to do. And I can't help but wonder why that is. Because they get to heal people. I was going to say, people are bearing their souls yes. to them. And they get to be there as, like, that, that mediator yes. between them and Jesus. And allowing them that healing and going, like, you are absolved. Like, that's an incredible gift to be able to give to someone. I've never met a priest that's been, like... Oh man, confession. <laughs> They're always like, no, 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 I got my soul in the car. You want to do it? Like, so this is a side story, but uh, so re, you guys know we're from Oklahoma, and recently we just dedicated the uh, Blessed Stanley Rother Shrine, and my son and I were able to go to the dedication, and one of the most beautiful things I saw that day were all these priests taking each other off to the side and giving each other oh, confession right before Mass. It was so beautiful, like... Uh, you know, you just turn around and there's two priests like, yeah, yeah, just like Aww. one's confessing to the other. And then like another one would run over and yeah, like right before mass, like they were just giving mm-hmm. each other confession. And it was beautiful. Well, it's a scene of humanity because I think so often mm-hmm. we kind of like people will lift priests up on a pedestal like they are holier than now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, they're human beings and they are fallen just like we are. And they're, yeah, they're Struggling in this beautiful vocation where they, they are dedicated mm-hmm. to the Lord and to his church. But they're they're fallen people. They they commit sin too. Yeah. You know what we all need to go do now? Watch the uh, movie I Confess, the Hitchcock movie. <laughs> so good. The Hitchcock movie? I've never seen it. You've never seen I Confess? Uh-huh. I've never seen that either. I've never heard of it. Oh, this is amazing <sighs> movie night. Yeah, it's this amazing movie where the so, priest ha- hears the confession and he is of of this murderer, and then he is, um, they. Uh, he's accused of the murder, the priest, and it's all it's like, and it's it's this beautiful, beautiful movie, like mi- mystery, like the, about you know, that is, um, Should I really do this all in my about Catholic film club. Yes, Ooh, you're in a Catholic film club, and I don't Whoops. know what. That's no, not fair. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and then the other okay. thing is, everybody goes to confession. We watch the movie. We go to confession. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. Okay. Well, we hope that. Um, we've got given you a couple of things to think about or to help you get ready for your next confession or to make you feel a little bit better about 
your confessions and I have something right in the comments. Do you write down your sins when you go into the confession or do you try to keep it all in your head? Everybody comment and we'll see how many people write them down and like burn them or tear them up or throw them <laughs> in the trash. And how many of you keep it all like a running tab in your head? That's my kids like favorite thing to do is tear it up. And as always, thank you for joining us. Thanks. Thank you. Join us again in two weeks. Until then, may God bless you and may Mary accompany you. Coffee and Catholics is a proud partner of the Smart Catholics Podcast Network. Find new shows to love, meet like-minded Catholics, and join the community at smartcatholics.com.